Hello again and welcome back to Daily Devotions with North Clay Baptist Church. My name is Pastor Drew and I'm very excited to be with you once again as we are walking through another book of the Bible. And this time we are going to be walking through the book of Malachi, the final book in our Old Testament. And we'll actually be covering the entirety of that book in today's devotional as we continue in our one-year Bible reading plan. Now, Malachi was a post-exilic prophet, and he prophesied around the same time as Ezra and Nehemiah. Because of this, we see Malachi dealing with a lot of the same issues that Ezra and Nehemiah were dealing with, uh, such as the intermarrying with pagan foreign people, the neglect of the tithe, and the corrupt priesthood. Now, the primary theme in the book of Malachi is that of the covenant. Now, as we've discussed in a previous devotional, all of prophecy in Scripture is covenantal in nature. So this particular focus on the covenant in the book of Malachi should not be a surprise to us. And as we read this book, we will see the unfaithfulness of Israel in several areas, including the priesthood and the covenant of marriage. But we must see these things and recognize that they were simply the symptoms of their unfaithfulness to God and to His covenant. So chapter 1 begins with God reiterating His love for Israel. He reminds them that He chose them that it wasn't their actions that brought them into fellowship with Yahweh, but it was the sovereign choice of God that had brought them near. Then we see an indictment of the priesthood. As we read in verse 6, A son honors his father, and a servant his master. If then I am a father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my fear? Says Yahweh of hosts, To you, O priests who despise my name. We then go on to read of how these priests, who represented the people before God, how they had profaned the name of Yahweh. Then in chapter 2, Yahweh rebukes the priests for their sin. In verses 7 and 8, we read, For the lips of a priest should guard knowledge, and people should seek instruction from his mouth. For he is the messenger of Yahweh of hosts. But you have turned aside from the way, and you have caused many to stumble by your instruction. You have corrupted the covenant of, Ye- of Levi, says Yahweh of hosts. Malachi then goes on to indict Judah for her unfaithfulness. As we read in verse 11, Judah has been faithless, and abomination has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. For Judah has profaned the sanctuary of Yahweh, which he loves and has married the daughter of a foreign god. Then chapter 3 opens with a prophecy about a messenger of Yahweh who would go before him and prepare the way for him. It was common practice in those times for a messenger to be sent before the visitation of a king in order to announce his coming as well as remove any, remove any hindrances or obstacles. Now that coupled with the fact that this announcement was coming from Yahweh, that meant that this messenger was to precede the coming of the Messiah. And we know that it is ultimately pointing us to John the Baptist, the one who would prepare the way for the Lord. In fact, Jesus himself in Matthew 11 says that John the Baptist is the one of whom Malachi's prophecy speaks. Then in verses 6 and 7, Yahweh says, For I, Yahweh, do not change. Therefore you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. From the days of your fathers you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. I think that if there's any set of verses in the entire Bible that could summarize Old Covenant Israel, it would be these two verses. There we see that from the beginning, Israel had not kept covenant with God. 
And that, and that ultimately it was because they could not. They were unable to keep covenant with God. See, apart from God's grace, no one is able to follow God. No one is able to obey His commands. Yet despite this reality, Israel was kept because of God's unchanging character. It wasn't anything that they did. Rather, it was the steadfast love and faithfulness of God. And this reality of man's inability and God's unmerited grace is looking forward to that new covenant in which hearts of stone are replaced with hearts of flesh, where God puts his spirit within his people and causes them to obey his statutes and be careful to obey his rules. And finally, in chapter 4, we are given a prophecy of the great day of the Lord. Being such a short chapter, I figured I'd just read it for us in its entirety. So, beginning in chapter 4, verse 1, For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and the evildoers will be stubble. The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says Yahweh of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet. On that day, when I act, says Yahweh of hosts, remember the law of my servant Moses, the statutes and rules that I commanded him at Horeb for all Israel. Behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet, before the great and awesome day of Yahweh comes. And he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. So in this chapter, we see God's judgment coming for those who do evil. We see that God intends to uh, save those who fear his name. We also see another prophecy concerning John the Baptist there in verse 5. And the book ends with a threat of utter destruction upon the land. This final chapter demonstrates to us that the restoration of Israel was yet to be completed. That even though the exilic judgment was over, there was still a sin that needed to be dealt with. And this reminder of ongoing sin and an incomplete restoration is pointing us forward to the coming Messiah, Jesus Christ. So as we transition now from the Old Testament to the New, from the passing away of the Old Covenant to the inauguration of that new and better covenant. As we transition from the types and shadows to the reality and substance, from the seeds of promise to the ripened fruits of fulfillment. Let us remember everything we've read and learned. Let us remember that it was always bringing us to this point, that it was always pointing us to Jesus Christ and his gospel. So I hope that you've enjoyed our study here in the book of Malachi. I know that I certainly have, and I'll look forward to seeing you again soon as we continue in our one-year Bible reading plan.